Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. All right, what it is, what it do. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Marketing. Today, we're going to drop into a couple topics that I'm excited to talk about. One, we got Meta rolling out verification, meta verified as they call it. We're going to dive into what that is, what it means for marketers, if anything. And we're going to talk about Twitter. Twitter actually, uh, they are loosening their regulations around cannabis advertising. So we'll get into the policy they said, but also like what that means. You know, I'm interested to see, does that just mean paraphernalia? Does that mean we can actually go through and get people and push them to an online platform to purchase. Like, I want to know what that all means. We've done some stuff with cannabis companies, you know, with our agency, and it is nothing but red tape. Anyone who's listening to this who's like been in and worked in that space or worked in pharmaceuticals, anything medical, alcohol, you're going to know that, okay, there's a lot of red tape and things to go through. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. And then what we're going to do is actually get into the last part, which I want to talk a little bit about TikTok now is killing reach. You know, it's not really how it was before. Now Twitter's got reach. And it seems like, you know, we just can't keep up as marketers and we have to jump from platform to platform. And how do you handle that? So I'm going to get in a little bit about how to handle different algorithms, how I think we should do it as marketers in really taking a new approach to algorithms where we don't chase them as much. So let's kick it off first. We're going to get into this meta verified, verified meta. Anyways, Mark Zuckerberg came out a couple days ago and he said, here, here's what we're, you know, rolling out. It's a new service. You're going to love it. Basically, we're going to verify your account for a fee every month. And then in that fee, you're going to get active impersonation monitoring. You're going to get increased reach in things like search. And then also ability to be able to contact customer support. So this all came out and you know, the internet does what the internet does. They go a little crazy. They start freaking out and people are mad at Facebook and this and that. And you're just copying Elon and whatever. Ultimately, like, look, this was something that was going to come. I'm really surprised that Facebook didn't do this or Meta didn't do this before, right? YouTube Red has been there forever. A subscription model on top of a freemium product is not anything new. We've just become so used to Facebook being free and being something that we can use for free that we think, oh, they're trying to pay. That's crazy. On the flip side, I think people who were verified, legacy verified, are a little mad because now that little, you know, status symbol will be gone away or we'll go to the masses, which I think is so funny that we're in a society that goes crazy for this little blue check mark. It's partly due to, you know, my two cents on this. I think that I don't think we give a shit as much about like celebrities and influencers as we did in like the early 2000, you know, 2010s where it was like, get verified, get verified. You can just take a picture next to a car and you're super cool. Now we're like, okay, what value do you add? What do you do? How are you helping people? Are you smart? What can I learn from you? These are the questions that we're having at large. I don't think we're the celebrity allure pull without having the talent on the back end. You know, I just don't think it's there like it was. Also, RIP, shout out to all those, you know, bros who are in DMs who are selling Instagram verification for 10K a pop. Anyone who was working at Meta who was selling Instagram verification on the side. Yeah, that existed. We all knew about it. I guess those businesses are gone, so that's good. <laughs> now, 
in terms of how it's going to impact marketing, right? Like get your business account verified. You can already do that for the most part. Get it verified and then keep it moving. It's not really going to change much. People, everyday users will pay for it so they get the check mark, get an advanced set of features that they haven't really clearly outlined. I don't think there's going to be a great jump in customer service. Anybody who uses meta ads knows this. I mean, we're a agency partner and the customer service we get is suspect. So I'm not expecting the individual to get amazing customer service when they go through and get this meta verification. Nor do I think it's going to make people happy. Like if they've been chasing it or trying to get verified, I'm telling you, once you get it, you're going to be like, oh, and then you're going to have one second of that. And then you're going to, it's going to go away. So unless you want those increased features or you want the increased reach or you're a marketer and trying to build a personal brand, whatever, then I do it. Like I will do it, candidly speaking, you know, but I don't recommend my mom to do it. She doesn't care that much about social. She's going on and posting once in a while. So I think there'll be adoption from, you know, marketing Twitter, marketing people, people trying to build personal brand creators. Other than that, I, I don't know how widespread that'll be. Cool. I want to know your thoughts on that as well. So if you're seeing this clip, wherever you're seeing it, YouTube, Instagram, let me know. I'm um, interested to see, you know, will you do that or will you be a person who's like whatever and kind of keep it moving? All right, next. I'm excited about this one, actually. Twitter is going to ease their restrictions on cannabis advertising. So they put out a statement related to, to cannabis advertising. And I'm just going to read the statement because I think that'll give a little bit more clarity and then we can dive in. Okay. What Twitter tweets today, the world talks about tomorrow. We have seen this play out across many categories of conversation, such as movies, TV, sports, gaming, finance, news, and anything that influences culture. Twitter is a place where moments matter and trends are born. It's been at the root of some of those powerful grassroots movements, many of which started with a single tweet. As the cannabis industry has expanded, so too has the conversation on Twitter. In the US, one of the most influential markets for cannabis, it is larger than the conversation around topics such as pets, cooking, and golf, as well as food and beverage categories, including fast food, coffee, and liquor. I don't know where you can get that fast food liquor, but I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> the cannabis space on Twitter is fun and engaging with users tweeting about their experiences medicinally for wellness recreation, as well as recommending brands, products, and retail locations. And they go on to talk about it and then go, as today, we have taken measures to relax our cannabis ads policy to create more opportunities for responsible cannabis marketing. So part of that policy then says that the brands will be able to do informational content related to cannabis and CBD, THC products and services, and the companies will have to be licensed to promote this. Still doesn't know what that means. Uh, I still don't really know what that means in terms of what you'll be able to promote. Can you promote products to people? Also, how will it be regulated? Like, oh, it has to be licensed. Well, how are we going to prove that? So we'll see what Twitter has to do here. Nonetheless, it's interesting. I think it's so crazy. You know, Elon Musk is on Joe Rogan smoking weed. A year and a half later, he owns Twitter. And now he's like, screw it. Market weed, right? And I love it because I think we should be able to. And I've worked with some cannabis companies. I mean, we worked with a cannabis company. It was wild seeing what they run into on a daily basis trying to advertise at all. They had an apparel store with just their name on it. And it was like, that was flagged. Their name was totally, it was a made up word. It was nothing crazy. Just a t-shirt with that name on it, flagged and taken down. So, and that was on, on meta advertising. So we'll see. I think it's a, a cool time for cannabis and cannabis advertising. Uh, I think it's a little messed up that there's still people in jail for it. And then there's going to be legalized ads for it. And that's a whole other discussion, but that's crazy to me. Yeah, but I'm interested from a marketing perspective to see what happens. All right, now let's get in. I'm going to take a sip of this coffee and we'll get into this last part about chasing algorithms. Now, 
I got thinking about this, right? As a marketer, and I've been in social marketing now 11 years, it's wild. There's always been a platform. There's always been a tactic, the new shiny thing you get on and you're like, oh my goodness, I can get reach on here. It's it's cheap. First it was Facebook. Facebook killed reach and you had to pay for it. You know, then people were on Twitter and then went, oh my goodness, Instagram. And then TikTok came out and it was like, anybody can go famous on TikTok. And then now TikTok's rolled out its ad platform and TikTok reaches just like any other platform, right? People are... 10% of the audience is seeing your content, if, if not less. So I was just thinking, I was like, this is exhausting as a creator to go back and forth on making content for the algorithm and what performs well and what doesn't. And you start tailoring your creativity towards an algorithm and away from your actual internal drive and things you want to make. To me, that's problematic, right? I think if the algorithms are going to change always, and they're going to continue to change. And one day Instagram's going to prefer reels. The next day they're a photo app again. The next day they're back to video. My mindset changes to be like, look, we have to be aware of what's going on. We have to know the rules of the game, but we don't have to change our style of play. And what I mean by that, we have to have the courage as creatives to go out and make the content that we're proud of and that engages our customer, not that's just solely trying to chase impressions and to get on a For You page, right? If we chase organic reach. We're going to endlessly be hopping from platform to platform and video type and doing trends that don't really align with our brand, all chasing some for you page and, and views that don't actually translate into anything. Instead, on the flip side, if we go, how can I create meaningful messaging and content to create with my audience that's also creatively fulfilling? This is something that is huge that we don't talk about enough in the marketing space, personal brand, whatever, is we need to create something that's fulfilling for us and things that we believe in. Because when we do that, we're going to have a higher level of motivation and will to create content over the long haul, right? That's going to be something that pulls us to create content. We're not going to be pushed being like, oh, I got to get this out. Oh, we just got to get these posts out. We've all done that as marketers. We've had those posts where we're like, all right, well, I'm just kind of going through the motions because we got to get three posts out on IG this week. And I don't really love it, but we have to do reels, even though we don't have any video prowess. And, and it's something that is so frustrating because let's say you are a professional photographer and now it's like reels and it's like, well, what, what do you do? Where do you go? Right. And I think that if we pump the brakes a little bit, take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to put on the blinders. I'm not going to look at what other people are doing, creating, what's getting the best reach. I'm gonna look at these platforms, the type of media they let me create, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna think about what can I create that actually best communicates my message to the customer and gets me fulfilled, right? Like I said at the top of this. So that's something that, I mean, I saw happen in my own branding. We were starting, I'll give you an example. If you're on here and you go to YouTube Shorts, if you're on YouTube watching this, if you're on Instagram, or if you're on the podcast, you might not see this, but you won't see it, hopefully. Uh, you're you're driving and you're listening and not pulling this up. But so there's like, here's an example. There are these short form videos, right? You might see like Alex Hormozzi, Sam Parr, Iman Gadzi. These are some names, people in the marketing space. And everybody had the same style of captions. So there was a style of captions over your video. And my editor was doing that too. And it was awesome. It was working. We're getting, holy moly, right? I put something on Instagram. It's like 10,000 views and we're doing the captions. And then I looked at it and I was like, this... I'm falling into the sea of sameness. My content looks like every other creators out there. I don't even think it's my style. I don't really even like the style that much, but you know, oh, it's quote unquote working. So let's do it. 
So we made a call oh, a couple weeks ago now, maybe a month, where we just said, screw it. We're gonna make what we think looks cool. If it's not the trendiest way to get captions or get views, you know, we'll bite that bullet on the back end, but we wanna lean into what we think is cool and actually create something that we like, not that's just chasing a trend and falling into the sea of sameness. So I put this out there, you know, to say to you, hey, you can do that yourself. You don't have to copy the company down the road or the creator down the road. Like stick to what you do, what makes you individual and what you can actually create and what your company can create that stands out because that's how you become recognizable. You know, don't want to fall into that, that sea of sameness, so to speak. So that's my little rant for the day. I know this episode kind of jumped all over. All right, so we are going to wrap this up. Uh, I am going to ask y'all though, because this is a big thing. I've seen a couple other podcasts do this, but you know, if you enjoyed this, it literally, here's the agreement. If you like this, just hit like, subscribe, or share this with somebody. Really get this out to another marketer. That means the world to us. It also helps get this content in front of more people. And we're trying to grow the show, candidly speaking. So if you get value from this, you like it, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want to shoot me a message on any platform, I'll get back to you. Any questions you have, or even if you just want to kick it or you want to come on the show, hit me up. And that's at Jordan Shelton. Uh, we linked in all the show notes of this episode. But that's it, y'all. That's this episode of Mind Your Marketing. I'll catch y'all later.